Welcome back to The Wrong Opinion, useless NBA trivia and garbage rankings. As always, make sure to check out our trailer, season one trailer. We're going to hop right into this. We're talking about the Houston Rockets. Very interesting franchise when you, when you dig kind of deep into it. 57 seasons, 34 playoff appearances, 52% winning percentage in the franchise history. Uh, they came into the league as the San Diego Rockets in 1967. Uh, as you'd expect, bad for a season. Second year, made the playoffs, 37 wins. You know, different league, more playoff spots per team. Uh, after that, though, they didn't make the playoffs again until 75. Uh, early in the franchise, they guys like Elvin Hayes, which is very limited when they're your best player. Rudy Tomjanovic, and they're in the late 70s. Uh, nice player that we'll get into a little bit more. But by 79, 78, 79, they got Moses Malone, basically gift wrapped to them. I'm gonna break that down right now. I'll be playing the ABA for two years, right out of high school, because the NBA didn't allow that. Spencer Haywood stuff uh, that we talked about a couple weeks ago, it allowed players that were under underclassmen to go straight to the NBA after a couple years in college, but he jumped straight from high school. A couple years with different teams in the ABA. And then in 77, he played two games. He went to the NBA finally. Two games with Buffalo, three minutes a game, didn't score, grabbed one rebound, and then just dumped to Houston. And then with a, within a couple years, he was an all-time great. There's more to the story there. It's very interesting if you want to delve into it. Uh, but for, just for right now, we're gonna. It just three teams gave up on him quickly. He ended up spending a lot of a lot of time with a lot of different teams. But what's more interesting for these purposes is by '81 they made the NBA Finals. They were 40 and 42. <laughs> In the Western Conference Finals, they were playing the Sacramento Kings. Both teams were 40 and 42. That's absurd. Absolutely crazy. And then in 82, they won 46 games playoff. Another MVP from Malone, and they traded him. The Rockets franchise had just been sold. Uh, the Sixers offered him a $2 million salary. $2 million a year. That's a lot back then. It's a lot now. The Rockets, with their new, uh, their new ownership, didn't want to match that, so they agreed to trade him for Caldwell Jones and a first-round pick. So, you know, you don't want that one back. Just give the man $2 million. Uh, so that season, right after they traded Moses, they basically invented the tank. Started playing old Elvin Hayes, 48 minutes a game. Uh, but it worked. They got Ralph Sampson, and they decided to double down and tank again. And they got Hakeem Olajuwon. And then after that, the NBA instituted the lottery, so teams could not do that anymore. You know, they still try. Uh, but two years after that tanking fiesta in 86, they beat the Lakers, the only team really to beat the Lakers, between 82 and 89, the only team that was not the Los Angeles Lakers, to win the West. After that mild success, uh, a lot of first round exits, a missed playoff in 92, that's just not cool when you have Hakeem Olajuwon. Uh, towards the end of that season, they brought in Rudy Tomjanovic, who, as I've said, I'm a big fan of. After that, they won two finals. They included a, uh, a 95 team where they were a five seed. Traded, They struggled midseason, traded for Drexler, Clyde Drexler in the middle of the season. Ended up winning their second straight finals. Uh, when you look at it, you just see the two finals, but you don't realize they really struggled that second year. And a bit of an underdog. Uh, they tried to make a super team with Charles Barkley, Drexler, eventually Pippen. Didn't go well. Tomjanovic got fired after a bunch of missed playoffs. And Steve Francis, who they traded for when he did not want to play in Vancouver. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy came to town. More importantly, Yao Ming. 2002 first number one pick. That's cool. 
They ended up pairing him with T-Mac, which looking back, it's really, you, you want to spread the floor for T-Mac and you want uh, Yao to be the best player in a team with a lot of shooters and you just want to be big. So it, looking back, not, not the smartest decision. They had three straight seasons over 500, but missed the playoffs in 2010, 2011, and 2012. That's shocking. Uh, then at that point, they had the massive trade for James Harden blew my mind. I was sitting in church with my family. I remember when it happened. He took him to a couple conference finals. He won an MVP, 65 wins in 18, but could just not take that team to the promised land. Whether it was Kevin McHale or Dan Tony, two very different styles coaching him. He forced his way out in 2020, did the classic James Harden thing of somehow gaining 50 pounds when he wants to be traded and shedding it when he gets his way. And they have sucked and the future doesn't look great. A lot of young guys, but not a lot of great young guys. I'll do respect to them. I like Jalen Green a lot. But let's get to the rankings. First team point guard. I don't think I mentioned him up top, uh, but this one's very clear. Calvin Murphy, Hall of Famer. He spent his entire career, 12 seasons, with Houston slash San Diego in his first year. Uh, 18 points a game for his career. You want him to be a better passer, especially in this era. Only four assists a game for his career, over seven just twice. A little bit of a shooting guard but really played like a, just a modern point guard, honestly. And the fact that he's five foot nine, like he's not, you know, it's hard to call him a shooting guard, especially at that time. All time uh, free throw guy, 89.2% for his career, led the league twice in free throw percentage, only one time all-star. Peaked in, in 78 though, statistically 25.6 points per game. He was a little past his prime once they started peaking after uh, teaming up with, with Moses Malone. Uh, in the 81 season where they made the finals, only 17 a game. In the playoffs, jumped up to 18. So, you know, that matters. Stepped up in bigger moments. Although in the finals, eh, it kind of came crashing down. 10 points a game, less than 40% shooting. I mean, they were matched against a way superior opponent. He put up 25 a game in a seven-game series against San Antonio, second round. Uh, but it's you're very limited when your point guard is five foot nine and isn't Allen Iverson. He does end up though, he's second all-time in assists for the Rockets, third all-time in points, uh, almost 18,000, and somehow not first in free throw percentage. He's uh, he's top 10 all-time in NBA free throw percentage, third in playoff free throw percentage. Uh, first team shooting guard. This is James Harden. Some people are gonna argue that he's a point guard, and I think with the Sixers, he is a point guard. With Houston, he was a shooting guard. There's different styles of play between both positions. It's not just where you line up or how many assists you get, but he was an attacking shooting guard. Now he is their all-time leader in assists. He's seventh in rebounds, and he's a second, just shy of 20,000 in points in only nine seasons, almost 30 a game during that time. But that three-year stretch between 18, 19, and 20, 30 points a game, 36 points per game, 34 points per game. Led the league in assists in 2017, 11.2. Uh, he became a triple-double machine during the triple-double boom after 2017 when everybody was gunning for triple-doubles. He's their all-time leader with 46 of those. Uh, really, the only down year is 2016, where they were the eighth seed. He was not all NBA. But other than that, first team in 2014, 15, 17, 18, 19, 20. And he was second in MVP voting in 2015, 2017, and 2019, and third in 2020. When you talk about Harden, you know, all the consecutive 40 point streak, insane. But you gotta talk about the playoffs. Now you look at it just outright, he only dropped 28 points per game. That's, you know, reasonable. You don't expect guys to be putting up you know, those kind of stats against tougher competition. Uh, but his field goal percentages went down. 
But more importantly than that, it's just, it's not as a whole, it's single games. During the biggest moments, during game sevens when his team needed him the most, he would collapse. So you'd want to point at individual series, like 2017, the second round against San Antonio was only 25 a game, that's not great. And I've talked too long about him already. When you're looking at playoff success, you need to get a little more specific. You need to look at those individual game sevens, the games where you don't show up. Even this past season, he had that 45 point game three or whatever, and then just two straight no-shows. First team, small forward. We're a little bare at small forward. I struggled with all three of these. And I'm going Robert Ori. And I actually don't feel too bad about it. Now, he's not going to rank on any stat on this list. He only played there four seasons, but he won a couple titles. He was a great defensive player, lights out shooter in the most important moments. And unlike Harden, every stat jumps up in the postseason. He averaged 12 and 6 in the postseason, two and a half steals a game leading the league in 96, countless big shots, countless big plays in his career. So this is beyond just, just the Rockets. In his career, he is 39 and nine in playoff series. And going deeper than that, he's, you know, 74th in career games, fourth all time in playoff games, 18th all time in minutes played, doesn't even rank the top 100 regular season. 15th all time, three pointers made in the playoffs, doesn't rank in the regular season. 17th in blocks during the playoffs, 13th in steals, even 50th in assists, 31st in rebounds. There's a reason he's a seven-time champion, and it's not luck. He stepped up in the biggest moments. He was a good, important player. First team power forward, I'm going Rudy, Rudy Tomjanovic. You could say our, our second team guy belongs above him. And I think the thing he's most famous for is getting decked by Kermit Washington, having his face gush and just change. You'd think how they how they uh, handled fighting in the NBA, although it really didn't happen until until the late 90s with those crappy uh, Knicks and Heat series. But he was a five-time All-Star, spent every year of his career, of his 11-year career with Houston. Uh, peaked in 74, 24 and a half a game. Not too much playoff success. He was on the 81 team, but he was playing four minutes a game in the playoffs. That was his last season. Uh, so kind of a bummer that his biggest, uh, that his most important series, most important playoff came way after his prime. But all told, he's fourth in rebounds. He is at uh, fourth in points, 13,000, and he's a Hall of Famer. Didn't end up getting any, uh, any All-NBA teams, but among Rockets players, just between longevity and production really too, uh, he's number one. First team, center, clearly Hakeem Olajuwon. <laughs> I, I don't, there's no other argument. 86, he dragged his team. They were, they were a really nice team. They had Ralph Sampson too, who despite, they're supposed to be the, next, the, the Twin Towers, the best front court in history, and Ralph just couldn't hold up. His body broke down, which is why I'm worried about Wembenyama. But beyond that, his team broke down just between drugs and then you know, physical stuff too. It took him so long to make it back to the finals, kind of a bummer. But all-time leader in blocks, played every year except his final career, 61 games with the Raptors, uh, but 71 or 17 seasons with Houston. He is uh, still all-time leader in points, uh, 26,500, fourth in assists, first in rebounds by a lot, uh, first in blocks by so many. He's at 3740, Yao is number two with 920. <laughs> He's also the NBA's career leader in blocks, so yeah. What you gotta do? Average four blocks or more a game three times, and he doubled as probably the most unstoppable post scorer. He really had a second life after he hit 30. I think he just got smarter. Uh, he was at like 22, 24 points a game, dropped to 21. He hit 30 years old and started dropping 26, 27, 28, 27. 
incredibly sp skilled big man. I think your offense is limited when it's going through him because he's a, a bit of a ball stopper, uh, but he's so good that, you know, you're fine. And he got two titles, so no complaints. So after first team, Kyle Murphy, James Harden, Robert Ori, Rudy Tomjanovich, and Hakeem Olajuwon, second team point guard. I'm going Kenny Smith, Kenny the Jet Smith. Maybe we overread his career because he's, you know, good on TV, but he did play six season seasons with Houston. 13 points a game, five assists, starting point guard and two champions, nice three-point shooter for the era. 93, 44% from three. 40% from three for his career, for his career. He's sixth all-time in assists, eighth in three-pointers, surrounded by a bunch of guys from the modern era. Uh, Kenny Underrated stepped up in important moments, although maybe his biggest moment was missing a shot that got tipped in to win a series, so. Or whatever. All right, second team shooting guard, Tracy McGrady. I think he played way less with Houston than we really thought. Because, uh, I mean, it's six seasons. That's more than he spent with Orlando. But he only played... So he played six seasons in Houston, four in Orlando. Only played eight more games in Houston. Actually started fewer games in Houston than he started in Orlando. And, I mean, you just feel bad for the guy. Because in Orlando, his team just crumbled around him. Grant Hill got hurt. Nobody really panned out. With Houston, he was traded for Steve Francis. Uh, he's still putting up stats, you know, 26, 25, 25 a game. Uh, but by 2008, he's, he was no longer an all-star, 28 years old. In 2009, the team went on that, in, you know, legendary winning streak. He only played 35 games that season, 16 points per game. And I think he's, you know, James Harden 1.0 and he was better defensively. I think he was better than James Harden, but the career is just, yeah, it's it, it just so disappointing. With so few games played, he doesn't rank on any stat on literally anything for the Rockets. And it's just a huge bummer. I take that back, he is tied. He's in like a 12-way tie for eighth place with uh, two triple doubles. So there you go. He is third in points per game, not total points, but points per game. 22.7, that's more than Hakeem. Uh, his first team All-NBA's came with Orlando, but he still managed to get, he still managed a third team in 05, second team in 07, third team in 08. Uh, you just end up feeling bad for him. Second team, small forward. Robert Reed. Now, most of his career was just, you know, painfully average. Uh, but this is, like I said with Ori, this is just a very weak position for the Rockets. For his career, 10 seasons, 12 points, 5 assists. But he ranks in pretty much every stat. He's 8th in rebounds. He's 10th in assists. He's 5th in steals, 8th in points. It just, you know, when you play 762 games with a team, you're going to rank pretty high on stuff. He's actually yeah, fourth all-time in games played with the Rockets. Now, interesting tidbit that maybe this is the entire reason that I uh, that that I picked him. So in '81, you know, he made the finals, probably the second best player in that team. That was his best season, 16 a game. Uh, and then in '82, after the '82 season, Moses Malone got traded, and he abruptly retired. It was religious reasons. He wanted to focus on his faith. He moved to Miami, and then they drafted Ralph Sampson number one, and he came back. So there you go. Uh, not doubting his religious reasons, it's just funny how that worked out. Uh, second team power forward going Elvin Hayes. He led the league in points per game his rookie year. 28.4 points per game his rookie year. Seven seasons with Houston. Uh, it was his first four years, that's when he was kind of peaking. He also led the, re led the league in rebounds, 16.9 his second year. Uh, and then three more seasons at the end of his career. He made the playoffs his rookie year, and then not at all in that first stretch. Not a winning player. He got his stats, yeah. Uh, then he, you know, he moved to Washington, played with Western Seld, everything changed. But his stats went down and he started winning. Elvin Hayes is just a guy where he's gonna get his stats, he's gonna put up points, 
In fact, in just those seven seasons, he's fifth in points, just behind Rudy, and he's second in rebounds. Uh, but it's just not going to lead to winning. Part of it is that he didn't want any part of the biggest moment. The other part is he just wasn't a good team player. Uh, second team center, Moses Malone. You know, we think of him with the Sixers. He was arguably better with Houston. Maybe he had his best season with the Sixers. But I mean, come on. He led the league. I think he's the best rebounder of all time. He led the league in rebounding six total times, three of which were with Houston. One time was 17.6 a game, along with 25 points. Uh, best season, though, was 82, the year before he got traded. 31 points, 15 rebounds. Just unstoppable. And you don't think of him as a scorer, but that one season, he just was. 25 or 20 a game for his career with Houston, 24 points, 15 a game for his career. And I mean, he was a good shot blocker too, 1.6. Like he was just, he's not particularly well-rounded. He just had a couple things. And part of it was just being big and strong and smart. Now it kind of sucked in those finals. But once again, they're playing that incredible backcourt of Parrish, Bird, and Mikhail. Uh, shooting 40% from the field. I give him a pass because he made up for it a couple years later. Uh, but he's fifth all-time in rebounds, 10th in points, and among... And that's among NBA players, by the way. <laughs> among Rockets players, third in rebounds, only sixth in points. Uh, he went to a bunch of different teams, even despite like ignoring the first couple years, which is like whatever. People just didn't know what they had. He got traded so many times. He's a bit of a surly guy. And I think he, he very limited. He could do a couple things, and he could do those things very well. He died in uh, 2015, so R.P. Moses. Three-time MVP, not a lot of those. Two of them with Houston. Last year's second team, Kenny Smith, Trace McGrady, Robert Reed, Elvin Hayes, and Moses Malone. Third team, I'm going Stevie Franchise. Call him Franchise, uh, but Steve Francis was not really a franchise player. Six seasons with Houston. He got drafted to uh, Vancouver, Vancouver Grizzlies after saying forever he didn't want to go. Second overall, he cried on air and got traded. Uh, so it worked out for him. Three-time All-Star with Houston. He went to Orlando uh, for Trace McGrady. Body just fell apart. He was done by 30. But when he was with Houston, I mean, 19 a game, six rebounds, six assists. In fact, he's fifth in triple doubles among Rockets players. He's also uh, seventh in assists. So there you go. He's, you know, good for 21, six and six during his beat. Not an All-NBA player and only made the playoffs one time in his career five playoff games 2004 19 a game lost in five so tell us what you need to know uh but i'm a big fan fun to watch third team shooting car shooting guard clyde drexler now we talk about these teams that had mid-season trades or preseason trades that led to a title you know moses malone Kawhi leonard rasheed wallace and you just kind of forget about clyde because they won the title in 94 but i think if they don't make that trade they don't win in 95 they just were not playing well at, to start that season he only ended up playing three and a half years with houston before he retired he was still playing like 18 a game his final season at 70 games and he retired at 35 so you know makes sense but still like he still had some juice in the 95 uh playoffs 20 a game ended up making the conference finals again in 97 in the finals they swept uh they swept orlando with penny hardaway and Shaq. he is 32 years old 21 a game 9.5 rebounds seven assists we talked about a couple weeks ago so i'm not going to delve too deep into it but he had a very nice rockets career second best player on a title team that's good uh third team small forward i told you it is so slim trevor ariza now he played for uh trying to count it up i think it's like 47 different teams start his career uh might be a little high his longest stretch though was with houston the only time he played more than 
more than two consecutive seasons with the same team. He was with Houston for four years in the mid-2010s, and also in 2010 after he won a title with, uh, the, with the Lakers. 13 points, five rebounds. The real story is just three and D guy. Six and a half attempts at 35% per game, 1.8 steals. Lockdown defender. Now he was never uh, all defensive team, but every year when he was with, uh, with the Rockets, he got all defensive votes, so that matters. He's sixth all time in Rocket steals. There you go, ultimate three and D guy. 13 power forward going Otis Thor, the guy you'd totally forget about when talking about uh, the champion Rockets because they wanted that you know, powerful Twin Towers, they called it. They stopped using that phrase recently. I don't know why. Samson just fell apart. They traded for him in 88 from the Kings for Rodney McRae and Jim Peterson. Not much there. Uh, he had an all-star under his belt, no all-NBAs, but just a solid 17 and 9 or 10 a game for his, for his entire uh, Houston career. He was part of the Clyde Drexler trade, uh, but he was one of the more important parts of the 94 team that won the title. This was a little past his prime. He only put up 11 a game in the playoffs. But he, really efficient guy. First career, first Houston career, 56% from the floor. Twice he led the league, led all playoff performers in uh, field goal percentage. 65% in 89, 64% in 93. That's really good. Fifth in total rebounds and 10th in points. Third team small forward. I think you can make an argument for a couple guys, but it's Yao, right? It's clearly Yao. He only had a nine-year career, missed an entire season, five games his final year, so really it's like a seven-year season. But he was an all-star every year he played, partly because he was so absurdly famous in China. He led that incredible streak, 22 straight games in 2009, and that was his last kind of hurrah. They fought the Lakers in the, in the playoffs. He got hurt, they were done. He had no more career. But uh, 19 and nine for his career, a tremendous free throw shooter, 83%, 54% from the floor, almost two blocks a game. Uh, despite having such a short career, seventh in points, sixth in rebounds, second in blocks. A lot of all NBA teams probably could have gotten a first team, honestly, once in there. I think 2006, uh, he only played 57 games. I don't know, you can make the argument. Uh, Hall of Famer, deserves it, Yami. Hardest cuts, uh, Alan Leavell put up a lot of stats in the 80s. Uh, but his best seasons were when they sucked. So you could argue him over Steve Francis because Steve Francis also never won anything. But Steve's stats are pretty uh, unassailable. Sleepy Floyd and John Lucas. Uh, the drugs got to him and ruined their career. If you nickname it Sleepy Floyd, you're, uh, you're struggling. Chris Paul, uh, it continued his stretch of when he joins a team, they have their best record in franchise history. Only two seasons, they were injury prone. He cost him a title, maybe, by being hurt, so not totally his fault, but whatever. Vernon Maxwell, uh, really a volume three-point shooter. Did not hit a high percent, below 40 for his career. Started on the 94 team, only played one playoff game in 95. So that injury kind of cost him there. Uh, Charles Barkley was on the team uh, late in the 90s for, for four years. He was the second best player on the 97 team that went to the conference finals, but this is way past his prime. I don't think it's an argument that he had a better Rockets career than Thorpe. And then centers, Dwight Howard, Ralph Sampson, Clint Capella, nice stretches. A couple All-NBA team players in there. Uh, Dwight was All-NBA with the Rockets, uh, but Yao, Moses, and Hakeem are probably the three best players in franchise history. They just all happen to be centers, so there you go. If you hate my wrong opinions, tweet me at wrongopinionNBA. Be sure to check out Hooper's Lane on YouTube, uh, our partner here. They do good stuff. Going to be covering some Summer League stuff in the coming days. We'll be back next week on this final team labeled A Few Sustained Runs. So they had, uh, they had three titles 
that featured one player, but two different eras, really. And they made a couple of finals in the last few years. Can you guess who it is? Till then, peace out.